You are listening to Playback, a Variety podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. It's yeah. going to be wonderful, I can tell you already, Chris. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. You want to see? Here, come sit down, folks. It's a beautiful theater. Yeah, if you guys just sit over there. Um, I'm gonna just He's going to grab a few candles real fast. Breakfast, pretend of like participating. Thank you. I, I, not, not the purpose, but uh, it works. Uh, this is sure. Yeah, I don't even know where they got it from. Is it? Gary, he's just going to grab a couple of quick candidates yeah. as if we're yeah. chatting. <laughs> I just got a message from Anwen. Oh, nice message. I'm going to bring this back. We just want to clean. Oh yeah, give, give it, give it to the. Good night last night. It was a, um, a good result. <laughs> <laughs> did you have fun? Uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a little um, shocked. Yeah. A little overwhelmed by it. But uh, yeah, we had a nice we had a nice time. We had a very nice table. We had Sally Hawkins and um, Richard Jenkins. And oh yeah, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. So, so they kind of intermingle everybody at that. Then, yeah, they sort yeah. of put us all. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they work it out that 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 who's with who, you know. But um, but you it enjoyed nice, your table mates. Though. But it was a nice table. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those interviews conducted in the dark. It's uh yeah. Let's get some more light. Yeah. This is actually darker than usual. There we go. That's fine. Thank you. All right. We're rolling, by the way. Okay. Uh, we've got Gary Oldman here today, star of Darkest Hour, SAG award-winning star of Darkest Hour. <laughs> we were just talking about. Uh, as I said, con- congratulations on that. You were quite emotional on the stage. Uh, you know what? What was striking you in the moment? What was? Well, I have no recollection no? <laughs> of the evening. Really, um, it is a very wide pool of people that that vote. I'm told. I think it's like 120,000 or more. Um, so you're not. Um, it's not in the bag, you know. Sure. You, uh, it, it really could have been anyone's, I think. And um, so I was sh- shocked, um, genuinely surprised to win. And then it hit. It just sort of. It was very emotional, and it just kind of hit me. And I think um, uh, I remember Winona Ryder leaping out of her seat and um, kissing me, and um, and I think the hug from Denzel on my way to the stage was 
was um, uh, it was it was lovely. It was very touching. A little trip yeah. down memory lane on the way to the stage. A little yeah. Book of Eli here, a little yeah. Dracula there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, Dracula. <laughs> All those many many years ago. So uh, it was great. It was a great. It was a great night, and to be recognised by one's fellow actors is a is a, a, an honour indeed. Before I dig in on the movie, the performance, and a couple of other things, the uh, this James Brown video I must talk about, which I understand we owe a debt to you for, to your wife. Yeah, uh, it's been making the circulation lately. Uh, you know, talk about that. Was it just a fun bit of backstage? You know. Well, we, you know, you've you've got you arrive in the morning and you're looking really at four hours before you get to the set, um, and then the crew, the cast, and the director arrive, and then you rehearse, and then you work um, a ten or twelve hour day, and then you have the makeup removed for an, an hour in the evening. So you're looking at a very long day, um, and uh, you 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 have to get into some kind of um, zen place. <laughs> you have to find a headspace to sort of get you to get you through it. Um, and I was just very lucky that I had uh, David Malinowski and Lucy Sibick, who were who the two people who would sort of put put me together in the morning. Um, they. They were just a lot of a, a lot of fun to be around, and we and you kind of have to find the humour to mm-hmm. just sort of get you, you know, you you come in at two thirty a.m. or three a.m. on a on a on a cold morning after you know on day thirty eight, and the and the morning starts with your head being shaved and cold glue applied to your face, you know. Um, you, you've got to, you, you know, you have to sort of get through it somehow. So they were just a, they're just terrific people, uh, not only um, great artists, but really, really lovely people mm-hmm. and um, great sense of humor. So we used to, we used to, yeah, um, it's a stress reliever yeah. in, the, in the trailer. And, um, and we used to play. We used to play music. There was a sort of, it was a sort of ritual where there would be silence for a while, and then um, maybe at two hours in, Dave would put on the radio, or then we'd start going through our iPhones and uh, iTunes and 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 playing. Uh, and he's a soul. He's a big funk soul guy, Dave. So um, we 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 used to play a lot of that, and uh, and then you know I used to do the silly James Brown, Winnie Winnie doing Brown. You know. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you where you learned those moves from. Uh, captured by my um, <laughs> by Giselle, my wife. Um, uh, you know, uh, g- clubs when I was a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I used to. Still got it, man. Yeah, I used to like. um, Yeah, I was a big. I used to like soul. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, speaking of you know the makeup and everything every day, you've been no stranger certainly to immersing yourself physically uh, into a character. Long line of uh, roles like Dracula, as we mentioned, and True Romance, Fifth Element, just 
lots of prosthetics and, and really yeah. getting into the physical space of the character. I don't imagine you would do that so much if you didn't uh, love it, right? Or that, that it uh, kind of feeds what you do? Well, I had a big, um, a big, a big gap from it. I, uh, the last time I was um, in that kind of makeup, I think, was for Hannibal, mm-hmm. the uh, Ridley Scott film. And that was six hours. But then um, I would only I would only work a four hour day in it, um, and that was a whole thing with contact lenses and they had they rigged up a device that held my eyes open so I had no eyelids so I didn't blink and um, and you could only you you, you could only. It was every 15 minutes they had to give me eye drops and release the eyelids to, to rest the eye. So it was a sort of very um, a, a, a crazy process. And I, and I swore after that that I would never do it again. Um, and that was my, uh, you know, that was my life there done with, with, with that kind of makeup. Um, when this came up, when Darkest Hour um, came on the scene, it was um, it, it was a necessity. Yeah. It was the only way t- to go. So I knew going in, um, and, and 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 Hannibal was seven eight days, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at, at, at Winston. Um, you, you know, you're looking at 50 in that kind of makeup. Um, and then we had test makeups. So I think it's 61 times that I had, that I had the makeup on. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot to go through. Um, but of course you're then working with, Kazuhiro Suji, who designed uh, designed the makeup, it was it was Lucy and Dave that that painted it and applied it on a daily basis. But it was but it was Kazu who came up with the uh, with with the look. And when you're working with someone like that and that kind of material, I mean, it really is like a synthetic skin. Mm-hmm. It's not um, cumbersome, or re- restrictive in any way. What does it do for you psychologically, like working in the space? Uh, putting you you know being disappeared into a role like that essentially like is it helpful for you does it feel like something you have to act act past does it feel ever feel like uh you know just for you personally well the whole experience was very um immersive um going back to the the sort of work the homework on the role was a year, um, and that was a year of all really all things Churchill. I mean, it was just con- it was constantly in my he was constantly in my head. Then you had um, four weeks rehearsal, which is sort of unheard of for a film, where you got to really physicalize and vocalize the character, and. Um, the set, the the uh, Sarah Greenwood's designs were just 
they, they were so immersive um, and so detailed. And then you're looking in the mirror and you're at least seeing a, an essence of a spirit of, mm. of, of, of Winston. So you are stepping in. It, it was a little bit like just really touching history and stepping back, you know, you, when you, you step back in time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of so the whole um, a great deal of that is doing the work for you. Yeah. You know, you use your imagination, of course, but but um, you would believe that you were in the war rooms. I mean, we we visited s- several times and had a private uh, tour of the place um, and the, uh, the curator. Uh, uh, Phil Reed, he uh, was on set as a sort of technical advisor, um, and he couldn't he, he he couldn't believe the the war room set. He he said it was, you know, and it was also it was also encased. In, in it had um, um, of course there were lights that Bruno used um, above us, but at times you know they would put ceilings in. Um, so you, you know, it was amazing. You really yeah. felt that you were down there when you were doing your research. Well, what did you discover about Churchill that you didn't know that maybe you applied in your performance? He's such a well-covered man that you know, it's not like I would imagine you'd run into too many surprises. But uh, oh, was yeah, there full of surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it is an extraordinary life, um, and you know, my curiosity is. It continues, you know, I'll still be reading about him. There are 800 books, hmm. um, I think, written about him, 50 books that he wrote himself. Um, so there is a wealth of material. And I was just amazed at the... Um, well, this first of all, this moment in time has has never really been fully documented, at least on film. This very specific um defining sort of five or six weeks in 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 1940 so that 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 was a that was a discovery because um um i didn't realize the resistance from his own cabinet um, and and actually how perilously close we came mm-hmm. to really a peace well, a peace deal essentially it would have been a surrender um but what I mean, what do you have? You have a man who is, um, I mean, he lived to 90. An extraordinary life when you think um, that he was, um, he, he, was a, he was a heavy drinker. Um, and it was nothing unusual in, in those days. I mean, everybody drank. It's estimated that he smoked 165,000 cigars in his lifetime. <laughs> Um, I like that they have an estimate for that. Yeah, they've someone some, <laughs> yeah, someone's worked worked that out. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, he fought in four wars. He wrote fifty books. He wrote more words than Shakespeare and Dickens put together. Painted something like f- almost six hundred paintings. Had six hundred uh, sixteen exhibitions at the Royal Academy. Um, the Nobel Prize for, for Literature. I mean, the list sort of just goes, it, 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 it goes on and on and on. 
and was the man who stood up to the Nazi tyranny. Um, the quotes are endless. You know, this remarkable giant brain that he had. Um, so I've, I have sort of developed a great appreciation for him. I mean, he was a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A, a very, very unique, uh, very unique man. You've had a, um, a number of accolades this year, a big swell of support behind you this uh, award season. I think a lot of times with that comes a tendency to look back on one's career. Are you finding yourself in that position a lot lately to look back at your career? And No, I never do. No? No. No one's tried to play the lifetime achievement game with you? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been one of those, I think. Um, or for yeah, for sort of one's body of work. Um, I think what keeps you going is um, someone once asked me. They said, "What what what was you know what's the best uh, you, you know what's your what's your favourite role?" Um, and I always say, you know, next week the next one. <laughs> you know, I think that's what sort of keeps you going. You know, yeah. if you if you get too sort of complacent and sort of self-satisfied with it. I think that the the wanting to um, wanting to work and make it and make it better and get better, and that's what sort of keeps you going. I mean, we had uh, I had a conversation at the Golden Globes with Denzel Washington, who is uh, at the moment I think in rehearsal for the Iceman Cometh that opens on Broadway, and. He doesn't have to put himself through that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, he's he's playing Theodore Hickman, so it's a ma- ma- mammoth, yeah, t- t- Titanic thing, you know, a giant role. Um, um, and he can make a living f- from screen acting. Um, but he said, "I I need." I do need to do it. I need to feed to feed the actor in me. Um, but I d- I don't um, I don't t- I don't tend to look um, to look to look back. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you um, how many films I've made. I'd be very hard pushed to to give you a list of them off the top of my head. Um, so you do uh, the work and you move on, is that it? I th- well, it's just, I think it's, I, I think for me, why why it doesn't, uh, it's old work. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking to move forward and do new things. Um, um, you know, there are some, some, there are some great ones, and uh, I, I, I certainly appreciate the career mm-hmm. that I've had. Very, I've been very lucky, very, and, and, and very grateful to it. But um, it's always just nice to look forward. Yeah. Well, if you will indulge me, 
I'm going to look back a little bit. Right. <laughs> if I could ask that favorite role question a little bit differently, like before, prior to this role, was there anything that comes to mind that was a particular challenge for you to inhabit that character? Uh, maybe it was more of a stretch, and so it was diff- more difficult, more challenging for you to therefore take on the role. Anything come to mind for that? I find, in a way, the... Do you know what? It's a question that comes down to writing. Mm. Um, I, I, f- I find, it, uh, find it easier to work on something when you've got, um, when you've got a great screenplay. Um, a good writer gives you all the clues and maps out the, the, the road for you. And then you just, um, of course, you apply instinct and in, intuition and talent and all, all of those things. But you, you have, you, you, all you really need to do is follow the signposts. Um, Gordon was quite challenging, believe it or not. Which, I'm sorry? James Gordon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't exactly have somebody you can talk to other than maybe, you know, cops or something, but, like, you can't yeah, talk to it, the character. It, it, He's yeah, on the comic and book it's, page. Uh, I tell, yeah, and... Um, the Harry Potter... Because what you have to do is you have to make exposition character. Yeah. And that is tricky. You, yeah. You've got to make, you're, you're really furthering the, its plot. Mm-hmm. And you have to make plot interesting mm-hmm. and give it character. So I find that... Um, um, you know, it's all, of course, it's always hard. You know, you, you, you go to, a, as Jim Gordon, you go to a scene of a crime and Batman's, well, and Batman's already there. He's solving it for you. <laughs> you know, and it takes a certain amount of, it does take a certain amount of, of technique to, um, to 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 speak some of that dialogue, yeah, to deal know, with that situation. Get me, yeah. uh, get me, a, 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 you know, um, you talking to a walkie-talkie, and uh, or you're looking at green screen, and you're, you know, and you say, "Get me, a, I need a SWAT team and a chopper on the roof." You know, you know, it's it's not Shakespeare. Yeah, you know, right. you've got to. So I find that I, I found that quite quite. Um, challenging yeah. as an actor because it just seemed like words really it's like okay well, you've got to you've got to yeah this. you've got to you've got to give it um yeah you have to you know the stakes are high and that's the sort of emo- that and that's that that's the 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 emotion that that you you have to uh convey you have to convey the urgency of the situation mm-hmm um, um, 
So I found those really. I, f- I have found those um, uh, challenging. What about was there ever a role that was difficult for kind of the opposite reasons, where it was uh, where it cut kind of close to the bone? Maybe it was closer to who you are than you kind of anticipated, or anything like that. And therefore, you felt more perhaps naked or something in the performing of it. I think I've stumped him. Well, hmm? I forgot about. It. You see, I forget. I forget. I forget. Um, yeah, um, yeah. George Smiley in Tinker was was a challenge because you had to make. Um, He is a sort of no. Um, he's a character who is. It blends in. Um, he's sort of. Um, every man. He, he he's just um, a very uh, bland face in the crowd. You, you you know he's not conspicuous, and. Um, and you and it's all in th- this giant brain that is that is working mm-hmm. um, but he's very uh he's he's his blood pressure's very low and he's very very still and it's all really in the in the eyes and uh, and you're looking for the there the there there you you know, mm-hmm. some something. Um, so I think that was that was a test, um, and, and, and initially I was um, very. Uh, I, I felt I was very very in the shadow of of Sir Alec Guinness. You know, he had he had he was the face of George Smiley. And had such a great success with it that that f- and and of course the Lacare people, you know, I mean, it's a they're they're huge those books. It has a g- great following, and Smiley is a very beloved character. Um, and for many of them, Guinness was was the physical yeah um, in- incarnation of of, of George. So that was uh, that. There were a few dragons there that I had to slay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I got into a very, um, very insecure headspace. You know, <laughs> taking sort of taking it on. Yeah. Um, well, you were justly rewarded that year and, with, you know, and plenty once, of attention. Yeah, and once, 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 once you're in, you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the anxiety that you have is is. Um, I don't know. It's almost like you forget you forget what you do, and you get um, well. I do. I can't speak for every actor, but I get you know. I have my my doubts and my insecurities and all the rest of it. And then, of course, when you get to the set and you do, but you're doing the work. You know, you're doing the work. Um, you do the homework, but um, and it's this thing. I get to the set, and then it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. 
I know where I am. Oh, yeah, this is why I do. Um, I know how to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, what real, and that's what happened with 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 George. Um, I went down to the set on the first day for the first take, and uh, and Douglas, who's uh, who's here as my sort of collaborator, long long time um, creative partner, Douglas Abansky, um he was there, and I said, don't 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 come down for the first take I, I just want to go down and um, and I, 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 I don't know what I'm thinking but just let me let me just go and do the first take don't, don't watch right and um, I wanted to get yeah I wanted to sort of, yeah I wanted to just sort of get on the bicycle and and, and see if I would fall off <laughs> and um, anyway I Went down there and took George around the block, and then um, came back to him and said, "Yeah, it's okay. You can come down now." Uh, I'll tell you one of my favorites, uh, and I'll share this with you. I had Sam Rockwell on the show a few weeks. Back, oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we were talking about Darkest Hour and, and your work, and he was like, well, "He's one of my favorite actors, man." And the first one he went to was one of my favorites, in that State of Grace. Hmm. Uh, just electric portrayal. Uh, you, you say you don't look back, so I don't know if you have many memories of it. But I have. I do. And funny enough, you mentioned it. I have a, a, a. I have a memory of it because I was only speaking about it the other night at a Q and A. Um, I thought that I. Uh, that was one that. Um, I had this Irish accent. This sort of Westy accent. And really, that's all I had. <laughs> and um, it was just sound and fury, you know. And I, I would, we were reading scenes. And um, Sean Penn would then go off to in the corner with the director. And they would whisper something and then come back. And then we would read uh, other, you know, read more scenes, and then there'd be a little break, and then there would be Sean in the corner with the director, and they would, you know, you get paranoid because you think, are they sort of, are they talking about me? Um, and I thought that uh, they'd already let one actor go, and I thought I was the next, mm. so I thought I was going to be fired, and um, and. Uh, couldn't find this character um and it was just a voice it was it what what i mean by that is that i didn't own it it wasn't um centered mm -hmm. and uh anyway at the 11th hour i went to a costume fitting and i uh put on a leather jacket and i flicked i was looking in the mirror and i flicked my hair I had long hair at the time, and um, I flicked my hair, and I went, got him. There he is. Uh, and the, the cloak of inspiration fell at the 11th hour. Now, sometimes it, it falls early, or sometimes it falls late. And, um, and honestly and truly, there have been times when um, 
it has abandoned me. You know. Yeah. You just hope you're going to find something. Sure. You, you know, you need that. It's like uh, I need the hook. I've got a what you, you know for Churchill. Obviously, the 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 voice is very. It's very famous. You you know the rhythms, the 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 uh, the meter, the uh, the the inflection. The, the the even the timbre, the sound of the voice is 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 it's notorious. But um, but what what struck me was the dynamism and the energy of the character mm-hmm. um, from a lot of the not only from the newsreel footage that I was watching, but from the the the, the telling in the books of people that worked with him and around him. Um, so the physicality of Churchill was the first thing that that, it, that that was the the energy of him, and this brain whirling at um, you know five thousand miles an hour, and people that could, you know they 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 couldn't keep up with him. Yeah, um, that was the that was the hook. That was what opened the door to, to sort of find him. Um, but it's amazing that you can you can go through a whole rehearsal and struggle and struggle with a character, and the, uh, uh, a jacket and the flick of the head, and then you've got, and that you can find it for you. And um, good directing, you know, you could struggle with a scene. In rehearsal, and a, and a and a good director, and it, and it sounds really sort of glib, but they could say that's good. Now take all the air out of it, take the pauses out, smarten it up, and um, do it quicker. Not not meaning rush it, but just smarten up the the pace. Mm-hmm. And you can do that, a simple thing like that. And the whole scene, the whole thing can fall into place. Yeah. Just from taking out the pauses. Um, Chris Nolan, on, on, on Batman, you know, he would, he would step in sometimes um, and, and his note would be, um, he would just say, that was great. Okay, there's more at stake. Uh, you get, you get, you get it. You go. Yeah. I know what he means. Um, so it's not like they have to. It's not like they have to take you to one side and say, "Now remember this character in his childhood." He, they don't have to go through the psychoanalysis of it. Just sometimes a little nudge. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Rogue once said to me. Um, I asked him. I was we were in a very that very weird um, track twenty nine mm. movie. I mean, we were all grappling with what it was about. I still don't know what was. I still, honest to this day, I still don't know what it was about. I got the job because I said to him, I met him uh, at his house in London, and he said, "What did you think of the script?" And I said, "Well, it's either the great, it's either the, the greatest thing I've ever read, or it's the biggest load of bollocks I've ever read." 
and he loved that and hired me <laughs> um, and would often pull me to one side and say, I think you were right. I think it's a load of bollocks. But, um, uh, you know, you, I was on a set and we were trying to do Teresa Russell and I were trying to sort of navigate the scene or work out what it was about. And Nick said to me, it's about hope and charm. And I, and I got it. Mm. I went, that's a great, that's a really good note. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know how we got into this, but yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I finally the, got you looking back is what happened. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, 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 knew, I knew you'd make me cry. <laughs> I did want to ask you a couple of random things, that, just personal curiosities. I'd love to know how you ended up in a convertible with Axl Rose. Uh for the since I don't have you music video for Guns N' Roses, how, okay. did, how did that come to be? They had seen State of Grace. No, yeah, they were big fans. Really? Yeah, and they called me up and said, uh, the, "Yeah," and said, "Would I do a, a, a you know we'd like to have Gary for Guns N' Roses?" And um, that's how that happened. <laughs> you play this kind of sadistic mime like you're the devil. So you're playing, uh, yeah. but it's like a mime-ish yeah. kind of uh, yeah, not the, uh, unique note not, in your... Not, not the only time I played <laughs> the... Uh, not the only time I played the devil. Right. There's someone trying to get in. You they know are. They, they're eager to talk to you. Uh, performance capture. I'm always curious about uh, how actors take to performance capture. You uh, worked on Christmas Carol mm. with Robert Zemeckis. So yeah. what, what did you think about the performance capture technique? Um, it's okay. <laughs> Was that one rough? To no, it was great. I mean, different actors was, take to it in different ways. Yeah, so I'm just always it curious. was. Um, I'm, I'm sure that the techniques have advanced since since we we did we we, we did it. Yeah. It was funny. Everybody just sort of said, "God, it's like theatre, isn't it? It's like it's just like theatre." And often the people that say that are the people that have never done theatre. Um, I didn't think it was like theatre at all. No, it was nothing like theatre. <laughs> Imagine not. I mean, unless um, you do theatre wearing pajamas with all these things on you. And yeah, I like um, I like props, right? And I like props and clothes <laughs> and like the the, the the tactile, tangible things you can I like, that help yeah, the performance. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, as an experience working with um, with with Bob and 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 Jim, uh, it, it, that was wonderful. Yeah, you know, it was wonderful to work with Jim Carrey, and and I've admired Bob Zemeckis for for, for years. So um, that 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 part of it was 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 glorious. It was. Uh, did I? Oh yeah, I did. Um, I did a motion capture video game. Okay. Um, Are you sure? Yeah. Nice people. <laughs> similar experience, but right, nice right. people. So <laughs> then physical immersion you love, digital immersion not so much, I guess, is where we're at. I'm not um, – no, I, I, I'm not to sound like a, um, a, a snob, but I, so I, I still wish we were shooting on film. Right. I mean, only a few people are. Um. One is an electronic process, and the other one is chemical. And there's a certain emotion to it. There's, it's more emotional to me. And what, what, what? Just what? F film to the, I don't know what it, what, what it is, but um, 
And I know that this technology is becoming more and more and more and more perfected. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm a good. I'm a good old fashioned. <laughs> give me a, give me some props and some costumes. You got your wish on Darkest Hour. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. And everyone should go see that movie. Um, it's I'm sure it's still playing everywhere, so check it out. Uh, Gary's been duly rewarded all season, and hopefully it keeps going. Congratulations on everything so far. Thank you. And I uh, really appreciate you doing my show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We must now select my successor, and it's only one man the opposition will accept. He stands for one thing, and one thing only, himself. Why have I been forced to send for Churchill? His record is a catastrophe. Let him see your true qualities, your lack of vanity. Yeah, my lying will. Your sense of humor. Ho, ho, ho. Your Majesty. It is my duty to invite you to take up the position of Prime Minister of this United Kingdom. I speak to you for the first time as Prime Minister. The Germans have encircled 60 British and French divisions. We are looking at the collapse of Western Europe within the next few days. How long have they got if we don't rescue them? Maybe two days. We would need a miracle to get our men out. You have the full weight of the world on your shoulders. We're facing certain defeat on land, the annihilation of our army, and imminent invasion. We must negotiate peace talks. When will the lesson be learned? You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth! Nonsense. The only slippery slope. Would you stop interrupting me while I am interrupting you? We have before us many, many long months of struggle and suffering. Even though many old and famous states have fallen into the grip of the Nazi rule, we shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender! For without victory, there can be no survival. 